Welcome to this week's episode of the Creek Tastic Nerds. I am Justin Vaughn, joined as always by Jay and Tyler Gibson. Hello, hello. All right, on this, on this week's episode, we decided uh, why not talk about one of the biggest ho- actors in Hollywood because <coughs> uh, Jay just finished reading his. book. Well, I didn't book. finish reading it. Didn't, didn't finish reading his book. And the process of reading it, almost over halfway there. Uh, obviously, if you haven't figured that out yet, it's Will Smith. Represent, uh, Philly represent. Philly represent. Do we've never been to Philly? No, but he's a Philly rep. He, he's from Philly. Go boy from Philly. Of course, you gotta play the best song ever, right? But we can't play it too much, or we'll get copyrighted. Now this is a story all about how my life got twisted upside down, and I'd like to take a minute and just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. Obviously, I was playing the long version of that song. Before we get started, we'll have Tyler read out the book. Um, astronauts get taller when they're in space. <laughs> yeah, decompression. Shit, yeah, I need to go to space. <laughs> 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 he needs an extra few inches. Um, the furthest point from any ocean is in the is in China. Oh, okay, is in China. I've read that wrong. My brain was trying to autocorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Autocorrecting is terrible. I'm sorry. There are more than a hundred million dogs and cats in the United States. What are you laughing at? I don't know. Is it kind of going like this over here? <laughs> yeah, like this is like, what the fuck going on? Um, on at least two occasions, it has snowed in the Sahara Desert. Damn. Nice. First off, imagine being in that desert and it randomly starts snowing. What the fuck? Dude, uh, it would be crazy. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Even, it's not like it would stick or anything. It's, it's like what the fuck's it's going gonna on? It's gonna be weird. Don't be standing in the desert and yeah, all of a sudden you just get snow and you're like, what the fuck? It would be weird. Um, a geep is a cross between a goat and a sheep. Okay. Oh what? A geep. Hey, a geep. Uh, talking about that, I, I, I'm a little off topic here, but it's something. Uh, okay. So on TikTok, I started following this homesteader, right? And on some of his videos, he talks about, like, suggestions. Like, uh, one of his suggestions is, if you're going to start homesteading, find someone you get along with really, really well and ask them to come join you. So I started thinking about it. I was like, who the fuck would I ask to do that? Because, like, you're, you have to give up everything to come do it. Because, like, homesteading's not for the faint of heart. Like, it's hard work. So, like, you got to build your own house, build all your own outbuildings. Like, you're doing all that by hand. So I was like, who the fuck would I ask? I actually asked Anna if she would. And she said, fuck yeah. She goes, let's do it. Obviously, I don't have a piece of land. I was like, I said hypothetical. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. What is it now? Homesteading. You build your own home and shit. Homesteading. So you buy a piece of land. And you basically want that piece of land to be self-sufficient. Well, that includes you putting work in on it. Well, it's literally nothing there, so you have to build your own house, usually. Unless you find a piece with a house on it. Uh, usually, it requires you to run solar panels, find a water source that you're not running off, like, county or anything like that. Uh, chop your own firewood, you know, like all that kind of stuff. Raise, raise livestock for food, hunt for food, Damn. grow your own food. With the idea that you can <laughs> grow enough stuff... Or slaughter enough animals, that kind of thing, to actually basically pay be for li- the homestead. Basically, be living off the land. Yeah. So kind of like Winona's homestead, basically. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. basically, the homestead is paying paying for itself. 
But it's like, that's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of work. Awesome. Like, who would I actually be able to call on and be like, hey, do you actually want to do this? No offense to you, Jay, but I don't really want to see another dude if I got a choice between a hot chick and a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Her only request would be, we have to build two houses. We can connect them by tunnel underground, but we have to build two houses. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I'd be down here. We can build two houses out of my own house. <laughs> Like, we can fucking live off the land. I was like, that's fair. We can, <laughs> we, can, we can be neighbors and just live off the land together. Like said, when she said that, I was like, that's fair. We can go fucking hunting and shit. And well, that, that was my whole thought, man. It's like, man, if I did that, dude, I could actually, I call Jay like, Jay. Like, oh, I got something to show you. Oh, that'd be awesome. I haven't shown either of you guys yet. Glad I haven't seen you guys. This came in the mail. I am finally... The proud owner of that. Oh, you got your free card! <laughs> Fuck yeah! I got my too, bro! That's I awesome. can now legally buy guns. That's awesome. Nice. Hell yeah. Uh, I just got my new one. Nah, I just got to apply for a concealed carry and take the class. And yeah, I don't, I don't have my concealed carry yet, but... That's $150 just to, just to apply to get it. But Yeah, I got my free card. I've had my free card for years. I never knew it last year. But hey, I finally got it, Jay. Fuck yeah. I've had mine for years. Don't own a gun yet, but I've had mine for years. I used to own two. Until <laughs> they were stolen. Anyway, Sal, you want to finish that page? <laughs> yeah. Um, reindeer <laughs> likes to eat bananas. Okay. Wait, well, I, like <laughs> I, I thought reindeer like candy canes. <laughs> <laughs> and gumdrops. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um, there is a town in Or eating carrots whole. <laughs> Pimp slap this shit at you. <laughs> you say pimp slap? Who is you? Yeah. He thinks he's a pimp. He thinks he's a country pimp because now he wears a lot of I know. I do be dressing all country these days. I, he wears camo and some some little janky ass cowboy. Although he is kind of janky because he got two fish hooks on his head. Uh, he, I don't he, have an extra hat, Jay. He, he, thinks he, he thinks he's fucking country as hell. Wait till I take your ass out to the woods and leave you. Because I can actually survive in the woods. Yeah, see, you straight up grew nothing but city. We came from a small little hit town at Camp Point. But besides the point... And I am super comfortable in the woods. Me too. Before I got rudely interrupted. There is a town in West Virginia called Looneyville. Looneyville. And then an armadillo can walk underwater. Huh. Well, then. That's that's actually kind of cool. I'm just trying to fold the page over. I'm sorry. So... Tyler, how did it feel getting made fun of again? We haven't done that in a long time. You, you can't complain too much. I, I'm not complaining about it. So like I said, we, we haven't done that in a long time, so you can't complain too much about it. Yeah. All right. So, Will Smith. What's your first introduction to Will Smith? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Really? <coughs> I would have never thought that. I would have thought for you, Wild Wild West. Nope. Or Men in Black. Nope. I watched Fresh Prince because I was at a friend's house and his parents were watching it. I'm like, what are you watching? And they're like, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And I'm like, well, okay, what is it? And you go, they go, this Will Smith doing this, this. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then I seen Men in Black. Then I seen uh, I Am Legend. Then I went to Wild Wild West. Really? You yeah. went way the fuck out of order, man. I did. <laughs> I mean, not, not, not the. Fresh Prince of Bel Air. No, that's what you should have. That's, that's the one he started and with. And then, like, Bad Boy. Yeah, that, that's actually. That, so. Where he got that career, the first acting job he ever had. 
And then it was Independence Day. She did that show, and then... Okay, so I was in the theater watching uh, previews before I seen Spider-Man with my friends, because Will had came into town, and we all went to watch it. First off, funniest shit ever had happened at that theater. So we're all sitting here watching it, and it's toward the end of the movie, right? Tanner goes to go throw away shit, and he slipped and fell on the floor, and fell asleep on the floor. He didn't mind to get up or anything, so he just passed out on the floor, so Will goes... He goes over to Cassie, and he goes, I think he's sleeping. And Cassie goes, hey, is Tanner sleeping? I said, I can't tell, I can't see him. And we get up, and his ass is sleeping on the floor. And there's only five of us in this theater. So his ass slept on the floor for the last, like, five minutes of that movie. But um, there was a trailer for Moonwalk. And I said, this is a version of Independence Day and 2012 together. Obviously, my and Jay's introduction to Will Smith was Fresh Prince. Because that was actually on TV when we were kids. Yep. I'm sorry, I wasn't born in the fucking 90s. Neither were we. Nope. Or the 60s or the 70s. Well, we weren't born in the 60s or 70s either. Right, 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 right. Or the 80s. <laughs> there you go. We, uh, we were actually born in the late 80s. Yeah. We grew up in the 90s. <laughs> See, I was born in 2000 or 2001, but I was raised in the 60s style music and shit. Oh, to be fair, our parents listen to country or classic rock. Yeah. Uh... So, it doesn't really explain our wide variety of music that we listen to. I mean, most of mine's <coughs> still around yeah, and actually, classic rock. Mine just spreads out a little bit. The Fresh Prince actually aired and started three years before I was born. It started in 1985. Oh, shit. I was born three years later in 88. I thought I said 1990. I have a question. kind of curious. It went from 85 to 92, apparently. I'm curious. Is our recording schedule... Is that Saturday going to hit the day that I'm going? Oh, fuck. I'll figure that out later. Huh. I'll figure that out because the first is on a Saturday, right? Or is No, that's on a third. Wait. What did it give me? Sorry. I'm kind of... Oh, wait. Hold on. I'm planning might, ahead. That might not have been the first one the middle That might have just been the first Prince. Like, I'm sorry. I'm planning ahead right now and I really shouldn't be, no, but I need me. to. Just because I need to know for sure or not whether our schedule is going to get fucked up. <laughs> Dude, have you actually looked at Wikipedia for this? It says discography, right? Uh, we got a problem. And it doesn't list any of his uh, stuff from uh, when he was DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. We That's a whole a different page. We have a problem. What? My vacation. Okay, so we record around it, dude. It's not a big deal. Well, that's the thing. If we try to record around it, we'd have to record four episodes the week before. Or we record right right after I get back. Okay. And I don't know when I'm getting back, like what time I'm getting back. Okay. What's your point? Dude, we'll figure it out, man. It's not that big a deal. I'm sorry. Try to plan ahead. That's like months away, dude. Five months. Still months away, dude. All right. He was born Willard Carroll Smith II on September 25th, 1968. Also known by a stage name, The Fresh Prince. He is an American actor, rapper, and film producer, primarily known for comedic and dramatic acting roles. Smith is the recipient you were right. of okay. numerous accolades. It was 1990 when Four Grammy Awards, yeah. one Golden Globe Award, and has been nominated for four Academy Awards, including one for Best Picture. Picture. As of 2021, his films have grossed over $9.3 billion at the global box office, 
and Smith holds several U.S. and international box office records. That is crazy. That's a shit ton of money. Yeah. And actually, if you go to career, it does talk about DJ Jazzy Jeff. I, I know, but if you go down to discography, it doesn't actually like it doesn't list that stuff. Oh, yeah. It's yeah, another separate link to go to that. 1985-92 was the time with Jazzy Jeff when he was the Fresh Prince. Uh, he actually started as the MC of the hip-hop duo DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince with childhood friend Jeff, Jeffrey DJ Jazzy Jeff, Towns at the Turntable as the producer. Towns and Smith were introduced to each other by chance in 1985 as Towns was performing at a house party only a few hours down from Smith's residence and he was missing his hype, man. That's what it was. Because I read about it in this book. They were talking about how like uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff's hype man was missing, and Smith decided to fill in, and they both felt a strong chemistry, and uh, Tom was upset when his hype man finally made it to the party. Soon after, the two decided to join forces. Smith enlisted a friend to join as the beatboxer of the group, Clarence, Ready Rock C is what they called him, making them a trio. Uh, the Philadelphia-based World Records released their, their first single in 86 when A&R man Paul Ockenfold introduced them to Champagne Records with their single Girls Ain't Nothing But Trouble. Ha, I like this one. A tale of funny misadventures that Landon Smith and his former DJ and rap partner Mark Forrest, Lord Supreme in Trouble. The song sampled the theme song of I Dream of Genie. Smith became known for light-hearted storytelling raps and capable, capable through profanity-free battle rhymes. The single became a hit a month before Smith graduated from high school. Based on the success, the duo were brought to the attention of Jive Records and Russell Simmons. The duo's first album, Rock the House, which was first released on Word Up in 1986, debuted on Jive in March 1987. The group received the first Grammy Award for Best Rap Performance in 1989, which, by the way, they, were not, they did not go to the award ceremony for. They, uh... How'd they put it? What was the term? What did they used? Like, they, they chose not to go. They were boycotting it. Mm. Yeah. <coughs> uh, for their best performance in 1989, for just don't understand. 1988 through their most successful single was Summertime 1991, which earned the group their second Grammy, which, by the way, did not go to that ceremony either. Hey, you know who else <laughs> won't go to the Grammys? Eminem. He will not go to a Grammy. And beat the number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Smith and Towns are still friends. They claim that they never split up, having made songs under Smith's solo performer credit. True that, uh, in his Lost and Found album, he actually... What song is it? I want to say Party Starter. It's actually in the video. That's DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. And then it talks about how Smith spent money freely around between 88 and 89. And the book it talks about it like this he when he was partying all the time at his mansion and shit. And like he did not pay his taxes. Like he, he was in, owed back taxes up to like $3 million. Jesus. It's just 2.8 million tax debt. Uh, took many of his, they took all his stuff and everything was losing everything. Struggled financially, and then that's when he found out. Oh, the FBI was watching some of his buddies, and it, and everything. So then, like his mom and his friend Reggie didn't want him to like get away from everything for a while, and so he was gonna head out to LA, and he met up with 
uh, a friend of his to see if he could find some money to get the plane ticket and everything. And the guy gave him 10 G's. And then when he, he, he left and went to L.A., and then he found out soon after he got there that this guy had been killed. He was dead. Uh all right, so you're obviously going to start talking about Fresh Prince of Bel Air, how he, uh, how he wasn't prepared to do the audition for it. Yeah, and, which that's interesting. You talked about the book too. You know, but uh, it also talks about like uh, when he first started, like when they would rehearse. He learned everybody's lines. <laughs> yeah, he learned everybody's lines. He could play every part because he knew everybody's lines. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is. Uh, when they rehearse, he would not quote their lines back to them. But when they start recording, you can actually, if you pay attention to the early episodes, you can actually see his lips moving yeah. for everybody's part. Actually, in the one episode, when his like friend comes from Philly to visit, the guy that's like a comedian, if you watch carefully, and the one part where they're like, you can actually see him mouthing his friend's yeah. lines. And then after it was over, Karen, the one that played uh, Hillary... Was not needed to tell him about it. <laughs> and he was so embarrassed because, like, everybody else there that's acting has, like, been doing it for so long or, like, mastered with the craft or whatever. And he's, like, this newbie. So, like, he was embarrassed. Like, it took him biting the hell out of his lip for the longest time to, like, to finally get him to quit doing it. But, yeah, he, he wouldn't learn just his lines. He learned everybody's lines. <laughs> and, like, when they're trying, like, even, like, looking at him, he'd be quoting their lines back to them. Like, just moving his lips. And obviously you can't do that during the show, but you can actually see it in the first few episodes he's doing that. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was, man, it's the funniest story. Yeah. Because like, I, I didn't know that. I didn't either. And I watched the reunion show and I was like, oh my God, yeah. I never realized that. So I went back and I watched a couple episodes and I'm like, oh my God, you so can see him doing that. That's kind of like episode. some people talking about... Um, <clears throat> An aqua, I know kind of off topic, but an Aquaman. If you look closely, Annabelle's underwater. Annabelle, like the doll from the movie, is literally in the fucking movie. And some guy goes, "What the fuck is Annabelle doing in the ocean?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, that's actually pretty cool. See, I didn't know he was getting. I knew he was in trouble. That's why he started doing Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Was his dad in trouble? Well, it was because he was in tax trouble. So yeah. he did that. Like he basically worked for like the first year or two. For free. To pay mm-hmm. off that debt. Uh, then after that... They paid him. Well, no. They, st- they were paying him the whole time. He was just taking all his money <laughs> and putting it towards the tax debt. Because mm-hmm. uh, that's what it took for him to get out of it. So, then he... you know, After that, he did go back to... That, that show ran for what, like... Six seasons, seven, something like that. I can check real It ran for a long time. It's also happens to be one of my favorite shows of all time. Because it's still funny to this day. What are you looking at, Jay? The book. Six seasons. Well, I can see he's looking at the book. Oh, well, like, when I was reading the book, I'm talking about, like, he, uh, him and uh, his, uh, like, bodyguard dude, like, we're going, like, the Arsenio Hall show. And, like, half hour before the prime mingle time, like, this friend Charlie Mack and there, we go around, like, try to introduce Will to all these, like, people, these people to Will and shit. And actually, that he introduced him to, it became a routine every day for months to meet famous people. And, uh, Benny, Benny Medina was a and executive of Warner Brothers. 
and Charlie wanted to meet Will, and Will and Benny's actually the one that, uh, where's it at here? Da, 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 da. When he got his part on Fresh Prince, though, he wasn't prepared to do it on audition. He went to a party at uh, oh, Benny asked Jones' him, house. Uh, something about acting. If he could act, and he said, yeah, I can definitely act. And Benny told him, I figured you could. I can see it in your music videos. And he said, let's keep in touch. And then Benny uh, like got a hold of him. Let's see where's it at. Da, 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 da. I don't want to read the whole fucking page here. Like, I hope you told me that Quincy. Whatever. What do you do? Yeah, Quincy Jones. There's a lot of dead air while you're reading that book, man. Yeah, I'm burning and looking up shit. <laughs> but he went to Quincy Jones' house. Well, he gets a phone call back in the studio. He gets a phone call that Quincy Jones wants to talk to him. And. So then he goes and talks to Quincy on the phone and invites him out to his birthday party. Yeah. He wants to meet with him. But he wasn't prepared. Quincy said, hey, you're going to do an audition right now. He said, I'll give you uh, like two weeks. Well, he gets to the birthday party and like puts him on the spot. And he's like, hey, bro, I'm going to do an audition right now. He's like, yeah, I'm not ready. And they go to the library. He's like, look, man, this is your opportunity, man. You can't let it go, whatever. Everybody you that needs to see you is here now. Yeah, everybody that needs to see you. I mean, he's here now. So let's do it now. And he's like, what you going to do, man? This is your shot, Phil. And he's like, all right, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and he wound up getting the show. And look, look at the career that spawned off of that one audition he wasn't ready for. A lot. Like, that, that's, that's insane to think about that. He's one of the highest paid actors in Hollywood right now. Every movie he touches goes and it's huge. Except for Wild Wild West, that was kind of... Yeah, right here, he's like, I'm not prepared to do the audition. He's like, there's only a couple of scenes, I got some people out there who will read with you. And uh, he's like, I cannot do the audition of a party, I need to prepare. He was trying to work on it, he's like, okay, I hear you, how much time you need? He said, give me a week. And I'll find an acting coach, da da da, and then that's when Quincy was like, so you need a week. He's like, yeah, a week's perfect. And they tell him, oh, you wait a week, then something else is going to come up, and something else is going to come up. You know. <laughs> and then he just, like, goes on and on, and he tells him, you know, everybody needs is here now, you know. Everybody that needs to say yes to the show is sitting out there in the living room waiting for you. You are about to make a decision that will affect the rest of your life. And he's like, Will took it in. He looked at Michael and then Oprah. Looked right back at me. We know, baby, it's hard. What you gonna do, Philly? He said, fuck it. I said, give me 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, again, think about that, though, man. All the success he's had in acting, all spurred from one show. From one audition that he was not prepared for. Because it was that because of that audition yeah. he got the show. Well, yeah. in the book, in the book here, he says he don't remember much about the audition. He said it was kind of blurry, a blurry collage of jokes, laughs, punchlines, and ad libs. Quincy then Brandon Benny, Benny twenty magical minutes accumulating an ovulation from an entire room. And the next thing he knows, do you like it? Quincy screams because Quincy starts screaming to Brandon, the guy who 
uh, like, well, their guy or whatever. And he's like, don't give me that shit. You know what I'm talking about? Did you like it? <laughs> yes, Quincy, I liked it. And the next day, Quincy started clapping his hands and turning to a point at somebody else. And he's like, oh, was Brandon. he turned to Brandon Terkoff's chief legal counsel and said, tells him to uh, draw up a deal. <laughs> so, like, Quincy was on it. He's like, draw me up a deal now. Let's go. Let's get this done. Like, Quincy was the guy to make things happen. Just ask about a lawyer, tell him to get a lawyer. And Quincy always said, no no paralysis through analysis. Quincy always shouted. I was like, his, like, like saying, no but, paralysis hey, hey, through analysis. Hey, for once, it wasn't my fault. I didn't dub it. But, but it's cool, though. Like when you like I said, when you think about it, man, everything that spawned off that one unprepared yeah. audition... Dude became the biggest fucking movie star ever. Yeah, he was yeah. in that show, and then he went on to acting, did fucking Men in Black, fucking... Bad Boys, Bad West, Boys. Uh, Wild Wild West, Bad Boys. Okay, Wild Wild West, though, everybody said he should have killed his career. This is the only motherfucker could have came out of it. <laughs> Why? I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was well, a good I didn't think it was bad. I thought it was an okay movie. It wasn't perfect, movie. but it was, it was a good movie. Like, I can watch it to this day. Oh, yeah. Like, he played... Like, what, Wild Wild West. Play? Really good to get Jim West. What are you even wild, wild West? Shit, it won't go forward. Have you ever noticed, though, every movie he plays in, he does rap on the soundtrack? Sorry, I'm trying to readjust you guys. I'm well, sorry. of course. He, he does at <laughs> least one song it. for I'm the soundtrack, sorry. which does make sense. And you know who's uh, uh, DJ uh, it on the spin table on turntables? Yeah. DJ Dejagif. Ah, shit. But, <laughs> fuck. I wish he could have still kept on rapping. Because his stuff as the Fresh Prince was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, parents just don't understand. That is something you actually do get. Like, as a kid, you completely understand that. Sorry, Jay's got to fix his chair. Yeah, Jay's fixing his chair. <laughs> you know, uh, Jada was actually in the band. Who? Jada. Because Smith. Oh, what? No, I didn't. Yeah. I did not know she was in the band. Yeah. You know that Wikipedia does not list his other son's name? Dre? <laughs> it doesn't actually list his other his oldest son's name. Dre? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't list... It just says three kids, uh, including <coughs> Jaden and Will Smith. If Trey had his way, uh, one of the kids would have been named something else. <laughs> as Will talks about it in the book. But... I, it's weird that they don't list him though, right? But I, I do understand because he, he's not well known as his, you know as, as his younger two siblings because he didn't follow in his father's footsteps, so to speak. You know, mm-hmm. Jaden's in a shit ton of movies, and Willow actually had a music career. I don't know if she still does. She's still, she's singing every now and then. I don't listen to her, so I don't really care. Like, re- how can you have a song, whip your hair back and forth, and, you do, and you're bald? Now. She was during the video. No, she wasn't. She yes, had she hair. Was. They put a wig on her. Well, it still worked. <laughs> you know there was a joke about that video when she went on Ellen? Ellen got her neck brace and said, here, this should help your neck. All right. Let me see. Where am I at here? All right, 1993 to 1997, solo music and film breakthrough. 
Smith's first major roles were in the drama Six Degrees of Separation and the action film Bad Boys, in which he starred opposite Martin Lawrence. The latter film was commercially successful, grossing $141.4 million worldwide. However, critical reception was generally mixed. In 1996, Smith starred as the as part of an ensemble cast in Roland Emmerich's Independence Day. The film was a massive blockbuster, becoming the second highest grossing film in history at the time and establishing Smith as a prime box office draw. Here it is. Which is pretty crazy. It was Jaden. When Jaden was born, if it was up to Trey, his name would have been Luigi. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. In the summer of 1997, he starred alongside Tommy Lee Jones in the hit Men in Black playing Agent J. Agent J. The film was released on July 2nd by Columbia Pictures and grossed over $589.3 million worldwide against a $90 million budget, becoming the year's third the, the year's third highest grossing film with an estimated well, fifty-four million six hundred seventeen thousand seven hundred tickets sold in the U.S. It received positive reviews, with critics and praising its humor as well as Jones and Smith's performances. Yeah, see her there. We get something. I can't remember what it says. Huh? I did not. Know I, that. I didn't know that either. So I see this. We get wisdom. During the summer of 1997, Smith also began his solo music career with a release of Men in Black, the theme song for the film, which topped singles charts in several regions across the world, including the UK. Men in Black and second single, Just Cruisin', was later included on Smith's debut solo album, Big Willie Style, which reached the top ten of the U.S. Billboard 200 and was certified nine times platinum by the Recording Industry Association of America. I did not know that. But in 1998... Smith starred with Gene Hackman in Enemy of the State. The following year, he turned down the role of Neo in The Matrix. Yeah. In favor of Wild Wild West. Yeah. Despite the disappointment of Wild Wild West, Smith said that he has no regrets about his decision asserting asserting that Keanu Reeves' performance as Neo was superior to what Smith himself would have achieved. In interviews to the release of Wild Wild West, he stated that he made made a mistake on Wild Wild West that could have been better. Yeah. See, now thinking about it, I'm trying to imagine Will Smith as Neil. It, it just doesn't work, man. No, it doesn't. <clears throat> I Don't get me wrong. Like, Will Smith, great actor. Yeah. But that role was not made for him. No. Like, could you have really found a better Neo? I mean, Jesus Christ, they brought him back from the dead. Just, in, in the movie, just to have Neo in the, in the new Matrix <laughs> movie. The same year, he also featured on the Freshman's of Bel Air, co-star Tatiana Ali's single "Boy You Knock Me Out," which reached number three on the UK single chart and top the UK R&B single chart. Nice. Oh, um, I forgot he actually did portray heavyweight boxer Muhammad Ali. Yeah, doesn't want to biopic Ali. 
See, I didn't really care for that movie. Uh-uh. Like, Muhammad Ali is a badass boxer. One of the greatest of all time. Yeah. But I just... I don't really care about the rest of the He was nominated for the Academy Award right. for Best Actor, Gold Globe Award for Best Actor, Motion Picture Drama for that. It's up to... Following a four-year musical hiatus, Smith returned with his third album, Born to Rain, which reached number 13 on the Billboard 200 and was certified gold by the RIAA. The album's lead single was the theme song for Smith's film, Men in Black 2, called Black Suits Coming, Not Your Head, which reached number three on the UK single chart. Later in the year, Smith's first completion album, Greatest Hits, was released featuring songs from his three solo albums, as well as those produced with DJ Jazzy Jeff. The other three songs, Smith returned for Bad Boys 2, the sequel to the 1995 film Bad Boys. The film follows detectives Burnett and Lowry investigating the flow of ecstasy into Miami. Despite receiving generally negative reviews, the film was a box office success, grossing $270 million worldwide. In the following year, he started the animated film Shark Tale, the science fiction film iRobot. Both films were box office successes despite mixed reviews. Smith's latest, Smith's latest album, Lost and Found, was released in 2005, being at number six on the Billboard 200. Lead single switch, lead single switch, reached the top ten of both the Billboard Hot 100 and UK singles chart in 2005. I honestly Smith was entered into the Guinness Book of World Records. For attending three premieres in a 24-hour time span. Damn. Holy shit. Damn. How do you do that? Smith know. and his son Jaden pl- played father and son in 2006. Biograph- I can't fucking say Biographical drama. The Pursuit of Happiness. In the film, Smith portrays Chris Gardner. Smith first became interested in making a film about Gardner after seeing him on 2020 and connecting with him during production. The film, along with Smith's performance, received praise. That is a that is a hell of a movie. Smith's hosting a 2011 Walmart shareholders meeting. What the hell? December 10, 2007, Smith was honored at Guruman's Chinese Theater on Hollywood Boulevard. Smith left an imprint of his hands and feet outside the theater in front of many fans. Later that month, Smith starred in the film I Am Legend, released on December 14, 2007. Hey, that's the reason I won't get the COVID vaccine. Why? That movie right there. Alongside right. marginally positive Because they news. all turned because of that it's vaccine. Opening, <laughs> its opening was the largest ever for a film release in the United States. During December, Smith himself had said that he considered the film, the film to be aggressively unique. A viewer said that the film's commercial success... She mentioned Smith standing as the number one box office draw in Hollywood. <coughs> on December 1st, 2008, TV Guy reported Smith was selected as one of America's top ten most fascinating people of 2008 for a Barbara, Barbara Walters ABC special that aired on December 4th, 2008. Uh, 2008, Smith was reported to be developing a film entitled The Last Pharaoh, in which he would be starring as Tahaga. Smith huh. later starred in the superhero movie Hancock. All right, all right. Let's talk about Hancock for a minute. What do y'all actually think of that movie? Hold on, it mm-hmm. gr- did it gross two hundred twenty-seven million nine hundred forty-six thousand thousand two hundred seventy-four dollars? The United States and Canada and worldwide total of six hundred twenty-four million three hundred eighty-six thousand seven hundred forty-six dollars. It was a 
It's one of the movies you can watch again, but you'd have to wait a while before you watched it again after that. See, I actually like that movie. I thought it was a decent movie. I didn't think it was bad at all. It, uh, it was decent. It's just it's one of the movies like how I do with Teen Wolf. I couldn't do it over and over. Now, see, like, like you said before we start recording, I, I was talking about how I just watched I Am Legend. It's the reason I won't get the COVID vaccine because in that movie they're trying to cure cancer. And they're like, oh, we have a 100% success rate at this. And then everybody turns into a zombie. Right. Um, I'm good. That's what they're pushing for is 100% world vaccination uh, for the COVID-19. Uh, I'm good. I'll just get COVID. That doesn't bother me. See, I have a lower chance, I guess, of catching COVID because of my blood type. Um, yeah, I don't know how, how much I believe that. I, I still ha- I still haven't caught COVID. I've been exposed at least 13, 15 times. Smith again reprised his role as Agent J with Men in Black 3, which opened on May 25th, 2012. His first major starring role in four years. Wasn't that the one that had Boris in it? After the yeah, release yeah. of the okay, film, Smith was content with ending his work with his franchise saying, I think three is enough for me. Three of anything is enough for me. We'll look at it and we'll consider it, but it feels like that might be time to let someone else do that. Men in Black 3 was released 10 years after Men in Black 2. So two grossed over $624 million worldwide. Hey, Jay. What? When you're talking, oh. you put it up here and it blocks your voice. Yeah, 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 Jay, how long does this work out? How, how does this sound? My bad. Uh, unadjusted <laughs> for inflation, it is the highest grossing film in the series. And hmm. the three Smith started Shit. After Earth with his son, Jaden. Which actually was not a bad movie. <laughs> the film was a disappointment at the domestic box office and was panned critically. Calling the film the most painful failure in my career, Smith ended up taking a year to have break as a result. Damn. Uh, I said I didn't actually think it was really that bad. All Smith, right. The next movie he was in was Suicide Squad. Smith starred opposite Margie, Margaret Robbie in the romance drama Focus, released on February 27, 2015. He played Nikki Sergian, a veteran con artist who takes a young, attractive woman under his wing. He was set to star in the sci-fi thriller Brilliance, an adaptation of Marcus Guy's novel, novel of the same name. Scripted by Jurassic Park writer David Co-op, but he left the project to work on Ridley Scott's produced sports drama Concussion. Again, another good drama movie by him. And Concussion, Smith played Dr. Bennett Amalu, Amalu of the Brain Injury Research Institute, the first to discover chronic traumatic and it's from concussions. Smith reported he had doubts about the film early in production, saying some of the happiest moments are watching my son catch and throw a football. I didn't want to be the guy who did a movie saying football could be dangerous. Uh, Swarm's praise for being sensitive and understated. In 2016, Smith played Deadshot in the supervillain team up action film The Suicide Squad. Which. I think it's actually pretty oh, good. Oh, dude, I like the Suicide Squad. It, it was, I haven't seen the new one, but that's because I'm kind of not wanting to see the new the one. The Birds of Prey? No, The Suicide Squad. You have Suicide Squad Uh-oh. and the new one, which is The Suicide Squad. Uh, the one Squad. with Peacemaker in it? Yeah, that one. It's got Nathan Fillion in it, too? Yeah. It's not bad. I've seen it. It's not bad. It's all right. I haven't seen that one. I haven't seen it. I was say the next one right, right after that was The Birds of Prey with Harley Quinn. Smith's participation in the film. That was a good movie. Meant choosing it over a role in Independence Day resu- uh, reassure, res- 
Resurgence? Resurgence, yes. Uh, which he said would be like clinging and clawing backwards. Later that year, Smith starred in director of David Franklin drama Collateral Beauty, playing a New York advertising executive. Hey, uh, you know a movie they never talked about in this? Dinosaur Cancer, when he died in 2016. As far as role required him to read about religion and the afterlife, he was brought closer to the elder Smith, calling the experience a beautiful way to prepare for a movie and an even more majestic way to say goodbye to my father. This film, Bright, which we have covered on this podcast. Was yep. Distributed via Netflix on December 22nd, 2017, an urban fantasy. It was the most expensive film for Netflix to date. Ain't that the one that has a song called <coughs> Schmidt collaborated with his director for Suicide Squad. I didn't hear you at all. He started talking. That's okay. Is that the one with what? That has the song Home in it or whatever. That was like Michigan Kelly had wrote the song Home about or whatever. Oh, I don't know. I'll look it up later. He collaborated with his director from Suicide Squad, David Iyer, the month Smith launched his own YouTube channel, which as of July 2019 has over 6 million subscribers and 294 million total views. Also in 2017, Smith released the song Get Lit, a collaboration between him and his former group mate, Jazzy Jeff. Alright, uh, uh, we, we just kind of skip over some of this, uh, or at least speed this up. Uh, he did play in uh, the new live action Aladdin yep, as the genie. genie. He said he couldn't top Robin Williams, so he nobody can uh, top Robin Williams. He also participated in the soundtracks by recording Sneagle's Arabian Nights, Friend Like Me, and Prince Ali. It grossed, uh, it grossed over $1 billion worldwide to become Smith's highest grossing film, surpassing Independence Day. But now he's on Nat Geo uh, doing a show titled Pole to Pole, which will sh- which streams on Disney Plus or will later this year. It's also in that movie Gemini May, uh, October 11th, 2019. I know, Jay, I'm skipping over some stuff here, man. We're almost at, we're almost at 45 minutes. He reprises his ro- role and Bad Boys for Life. Yeah, he does. He does do that. I haven't seen that yet. I own it. I own all three. I haven't seen it yet. I can't. I can watch it anytime I want because it's on Cole's video. I own all three, but I haven't watched it yet. I keep telling myself I'm going. It's to good. It, but yeah, when I when I go when I go to Cole's video, it's usually kind of late at night, and it's like I don't want to start it and then accidentally fall asleep. And yeah, it's pretty good. The movie. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll watch it during the day, and then I forget. Right. <laughs> all right. Man. He actually does. He actually does act a lot in, in a lot of different stuff. Uh, another one of his dramas is called Seven Pounds. Um, I don't I know if you've either of you've ever seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. The the title is Seven Pounds because a brain weighs approximately seven pounds. So, in the movie, he's actually dying, or he's suicidal, but he's trying to preserve his organs and he's trying to find people that deserve them. So literally the entire movie is just him finding people for his organs. And then to kill himself, he actually puts his hand in a tank with jellyfish and gets stung, gets stung so much it kills him. But he can then donate all his organs to the people he chose. Shit. So 
it's a very powerful movie. Yeah, in the book, in the book, his book talks about like his childhood and stuff, which is really cool. Talks about how his dad was kind of mean to his mom, beat on his mom. Uh, Talk about how his dad actually like taught him and his siblings to, you know, how to, you know, how working hard makes you a better person. Working, working for everything you got. Uh, it's it is pretty cool. It's a good read. I suggest it. Anybody that wants to read it. What the fuck? Sorry. I was looking at our next topic. <laughs> I just seen a fifth one. I was like, what the fuck? Uh, holy shit. Are they actually? Yeah. Huh. Like, the very start of his book, uh, like, before you even get to chapter one, you get something called The Wall. So, basically, and Jay's recommendation is you really need to read this book. It talks about how, when he was 11 years old, his father... They needed a new wall in front of his shop, and his dad made him and his brother rebuild this wall as a punishment. And rather than hire a contractor or a construction company, he thought it'd be a good project for him and his younger brother to do. And it was to, like, teach them, you know... Uh, how he puts it, but... Oh, man... I don't know, Jay. But yeah, I mean, it's a good read. <laughs> Just saying. That he actually told me, since I don't really care for reading, I like listening to audiobooks so I can do it while I'm working. He actually told me, just find the audiobook. Yeah. He goes, it's definitely worth the shit. If you'd rather listen to them instead of reading them, the audiobook, it's worth it. <coughs> All right. Good read. Well, I started viewing up podcast. Yes, please. Can I ask enough? Uh, reach out to us on Twitter at Creeptastic Nerd, Facebook at the Creeptastic Nerds, Instagram at the Creeptastic Nerds. Yeah, Tyler, we got Instagram. We got Instagram now. Or you can email us at creeptasticnerd at gmail dot com. Uh, I don't have it logged in onto my new phone right now. Uh, because I ju- I recently made the jump from Android to iPhone. He converted. <laughs> Coming from the only Samsung user in this studio space right now. Uh, you know, two motherfuckers got a fucking iPhone in this whole house. Yeah, that is going. Everybody else in this house has hey, Samsung. Hey, you know what though? Mine's better than his. Yeah, mm-hmm. his is two generations newer. Mine's the 13 Pro Max. Yeah. <laughs> Mine's just the 11. That's the phone Abel has. <laughs> but his is purple. My thread. His is purple with oh, a red case. <laughs> I want a damn iPhone. Yeah, even my son's an iPhone user now, Jay. I want a damn iPhone. Shout out to Christina because we and her were talking about it. She goes, what phone do you want? I was like, I don't know. I was like, I was considering jumping to iPhone. And she goes, well, I want the new 13 Pro Max. I was like, I think that's actually what I want. And I'll be damned. We both got the 13 Pro Max. What color she get? So, uh, she got white. I actually wanted the blue, but they didn't have any. I wanted. A blue. I was very disappointed. 
I want the red one no matter what if I switch. I was very disappointed. The blue looked really cool. But they do have an otter box for this I want to buy, but it's $65. It's camo. Yeah. Like, just this part's camo? (laughs) This all all is black or orange. (laughs) That's kind of cool. I used to have a case like that for my uh, James on Galaxy S4. Yeah, I'd seen that and I was like, ooh. Yes, it could. I was like, I want that. And me and Christine were looking at the, like the money we had at the time, and she goes, ah, "We can't, we can't get you that." And we we're looking at another one. Okay, it's almost just like this one, but it was like forty bucks. And Christina bought <laughs> for Christina's. She got it's a cow print, is what it is. But if you look at it, it could be a cow print or a Dalmatian print. So she said it was a Dalmatian print. And everybody said, "No, it's a cow print. That's a cow wow. print." <laughs> And she goes, no, it's Dalmatian. <sighs> and then she goes, nah, it does kind of look like cow print. <laughs> Lord. So yeah, we very disappointed that we don't get our cookies from them for like ever. Mom yeah, and dad, dude, mom and dad ordered cookies. Until March. From, mom and dad ordered cookies from somebody that everybody works with. They already got them. Really? Yeah. Because they got the. She showed me the email, and it said that there nobody. In the country, we're supposed to get their cookies yet. Yeah, mom and dad already got theirs. Like, they, they were... The only cookies that were supposed to go out was for, like, store sales. And no one... Nothing else yet. I don't know. Mom and dad already got theirs from this person. Probably but, the store sales. So, I already got to try the Ventfuls. You like Ventfuls? They're pretty good. They were a lot harder than I expected. Mm. But they're good. I wonder if you, like, nuke them for, like, a couple of seconds. But they're pretty like, good, Like, 10 though. seconds or so? Like, the whole sleeve or whatever comes in? Just nuke it for like 10 seconds? It's not a sleeve. It's like the, uh, like tag along. It's got like the plastic tray. I know, but it's like nuke it for like 10 seconds. And you can sit there and eat them. But they're pretty good. I'm not going to lie. I ordered one box of them. Dude, I ordered a shit ton. I ordered one box of those to try. I, I ordered a box of them. Three Thin Mints. Three Tag Alongs. Three s'mores. Or one box of those. Two boxes of dosey toes. Or one box of those. Three boxes of tagalongs and a box of s'mores. Yeah, I, I ordered way more than what I should have. I can order. Yeah. Hey, by the way, if you yeah, want to diabetes. Uh, if y'all, okay. To be fair, I ordered each of the kids a box of their own cookies. Thank you. The rest are for me. But if y'all want candy bars, I got candy Abel's candy bars out in my car. Oh, nice. So if you want some candy bars, I, I think I have a dollar. I have like three dollars. I think I have a dollar on me. I don't carry cash. Wait, wait, I have wait, a dollar wait, for the wait. tip. I think I have three dollars in my pocket. I still gotta go down to your house and say something to Dad about it because they usually buy. Well, almost he may $20 not worth. due to the fact doesn't matter with, you know, the whole gluten situation. Okay. Do you think Dad would be able to eat twenty chocolate bars on his own? No, he doesn't normally eat. Normally, your mom orders. Certain ones she wants, and Dad orders the ones he wants, and it usually totals up to almost twenty dollars worth. Well, Not all at one time; it's usually like ten dollars and then ten dollars again. Yeah, but does chocolate have gluten in it? Some chocolates do. I don't know. Well, not gluten. What you find on like bread? Yeah, some glute- chocolates have gluten. It in it. Is flour? Some chocolates have flour in them. I think I'm not sure. Oh, Jay's looking up. He goes, I'm curious. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> so this whole topic's staying in. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> Abel's goal is to sell seven boxes. 
Apparently, it gets, it gets Googled them, though. So I thought they could do candy bars, and they can do candy bars that have gluten. Huh. <laughs> nice. What was the answer? Do, do, do. Can you just give me like a, a fucking direct answer? <laughs> no, no, it cannot. <laughs> it wants us to go do 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 do. Specifically, candy containing pretzels, wafers, or cookie pieces can all potentially contain gluten. While candy bars with crisp rice like crunch or crackle contain naturally gluten-free rice. They also also usually contain malt syrup. But is there gluten and malt syrup? No! You not just hear what I just fucking said. So, see? Look at that, man. Them, most of them out there are probably gluten free. I say most because I do have wafer ones. <laughs> Which, if you've never had one, that was it says bad. this. It says this malt syrup. This is this ingredient comes from barley and is therefore not a safe option. Oh. Uh. Look, that's why I asked. These fallen candies may not be gluten free. <laughs> Butterfinger, Crisp or Giant, Crunch, Kit Kat, 100 grand. Yeah, basically anything that's like thick on the inside. But caramel would be fine. Do you think she would eat a caramel candy bar? I'm pretty sure that's what your mom ordered last time. Probably. That's 90% of what people order is caramel. That's why some people get just a box of caramel. I do got a whole box of caramel. How much is that box? I'm kidding. 60 bucks. I can't afford that. I got a Harley. Gluten-free candy list. Bitter honey, Butterfinger bar, originally flavor only, not crisp or the giant bars. Milk chocolate, Goobers. Goobers. The fuck is Goobers? It's like milk chocolate is gluten-free. Yeah, see, I owe Harley $33 tomorrow for the, I think... 12 cake pops and 6 strawberries. Nice. Jesus Christ. Nice. Well, I had to pay a $3 delivery fee. Why? That's what Harley are requested. You, why are you buying those? Because it's fucking dessert foods. For what? Me, myself, and I, damn it, because I'm a loner. Don't you have a boyfriend? Yes, I do, but he's like 7 hours away, Justin. I'm not taking a 7-hour trip for one day. Why not? Valentine's Day is Monday. I oh, work no. Monday. Fuck Valentine's hey, Day. But you don't work tomorrow. I have shit to do tomorrow. <laughs> Fuck Valentine's Day. Uh, so obviously this is going to come out after Valentine's ass. Day. So happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Fuck Valentine's Day. Clearly. See, me and my bisexual ass is not making a seven-hour trip just for a day. Valentine's Day sucks. Dude, look, man. I, I figured something out, though. Okay, so... Why is that wand laying directly on the light? I don't know. Uh, but cheesy ass lines actually make girls smile. Cheesy. Cause like, uh, I dare you to go up to a girl one day and go cheesy. I'm walking and be like Gouda. <laughs> Cheddar. Okay, okay. Corny ass lines. better. Mozzarella. <laughs> Cause one day. <laughs> Obviously, me and Anna still keep are keeping her streak alive, right? She sent me a picture. I said, "Wow, Head, starting the day off." Or I said, "Starting the day off looking wow." That's all I sent to her. 
The next thing I got was her sticking her tongue out with a big ass smile on her face. I was like, yeah, that's right. Corny ass lines make you smile. I remember that. Cream corn. <laughs> corn on the cob. <laughs> Popcorn. Corn chips. <laughs> corn tortillas. See, you got corny lines? We got cheese lines. <laughs> Nacho cheese corn chips. Oh, <laughs> the cheesy corny line. <laughs> <laughs> but just, just like little stupid shit like that. Like, like if somebody's in a bad mood. Remember that. It'll probably work for your boyfriend too. What? Did it hurt? L- little cheesy ass lines they like that. It hurt. When you fell from heaven. Okay, don't do not do cheesy ass <laughs> Damn, girl, you an angel. Don't, don't, don't do corny ass pick up lines like that, man. Are you from Tennessee? Because you're the only ten I see. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we could actually do an entire episode about, like, just random ass pickup lines. That's the whole episode. Girl, random you tired? Because you've been running around my head all day. <laughs> Cole still says we should just do a Tinder episode. Fuck no. The problem with Tinder is Tinder you gotta pay for. Nah. Yes, you do. For the premium. And you can't do shit without the premium. Not true. I tried, and, and you can't do shit without premium. Same they with, changed it from when I used it. Same with POF, man. You can't do shit unless right? you pay for it. Same with OK Cupid. You can't do shit unless you pay for I've it. I've had a POF account for years. Ain't been logged in in years. <laughs> I used to have one. Then I got with Courtney. Oh, you still got one unless you deleted it. Yeah, I think I deleted it. I never deleted one. I still out there. <laughs> I've had it for years. I still get emails in my email. My inbox for me. Match the same way. You gotta pay for all that, man. See, when I was using Tinder, I could still swipe left and right. You can swipe left and right. The problem is, like, it doesn't give you, like, if somebody matches with you, it doesn't tell you your match unless you pay for premium. Or, or after swiping so many times, it lets you choose one. Then it's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. And you can't message anybody. Yeah, you can. Not without premium now. So why, why are you arguing with me, man? I was just last week on Tinder. He, I'll get on it right. Wait, do I still have it? I do have it downloaded still. Unless it's different on an iPhone, I know on an Android, you got to pay for that shit. Why would it be different? It's still the same fucking site. Well, it ain't going to matter anyways because I can't sign in. Loser. Because it was connected to my own Facebook account. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, now, you got to pay for all that. However, Facebook does have Facebook dating. And I have matched with a few people on there. And a few of them are pretty hot. I don't know why they'd match with a guy like me. A fat guy with a beard. Uh, and even in my in my little description, I literally put, I'm a fat, I'm a fat bearded guy, or a fat, nerdy bearded guy. If you know that, all you hear is all them fucking like TikToks. You got a beard? I like that. You got a dad bod? I like that. <laughs> I definitely got all that. Where the hell y'all at, dude? I got a beard and a dad bod? What forget? All right, five-star review on Apple Podcast. Whoops. I was straightening out my knee, forgot how, that I'm not wearing shoes. Reach out to us table. on Twitter, at CreekTasticNerd. Yeah. Facebook, at the Creek Nerds. Yes, please. Instagram, at the Creek Nerds. Or you can email us at creeptasticnerd at gmail.com. We'll be back with you guys next week. Get your side.